Welcome to Rolling Dice and Taking Names. Rolling Dice and Taking Names is a show with two guys and two mics, talking about board games, card games, and anything else that grabs their attention. Here are your hosts, the Waldorf and Statler of board gaming podcasts, Marty and Tony. Hello and welcome to episode 53. I am your host, Marty. And I'm Tony. And this is Running on Empty, as it's been a couple weeks since we just uh, went to BGGCon, followed up by a very busy Thanksgiving holiday, so I am still very tired and still trying to catch up on sleep even after all this time. It's only taken me a week to even figure out what day it is, Marty, after five days of living in a black hole in Dallas, Texas. I mean... That one day when we opened the curtains and saw the light of day, it was, it was like, oh, and I'm like, wow, oh man, is that what daylight looks like? Plus it rained all day one day, so we couldn't even see the air. And the only time we went out was for meat at the hard eight. And it was dark. Yeah. So you're right. We didn't see daylight for, for quite a few days. Yeah. Geeky gamers staying in the, in the basement of a hotel playing games for five days, but it was pretty fun. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, when we were getting our tickets, we stood outside in the bright sunshine, then you ascend, descended, sorry, descended into the basement to get your ticket in a line that you so elegantly v- vlogged about how we're still standing in line, still standing in line, and finally, once you took on that tick, uh, the the pass that you were done, you were, you were what, branded? I think we were branded with those orange armbands. Right. That was really annoying after five days. I don't know why they have to have the orange armbands plus a badge. I guess so it's harder to it's easier to say I lost my badge and then they've probably learned over time that it's just a smart thing to do. Who knows? I, I guess, but like no other big convention also has, you know, a badge and an armband. Anyway. So did you uh, have a good Thanksgiving? <laughs> have you recovered from that? Oh yeah, that was not a problem at all. I uh, like you played some games with the family, a little diamonds red seven and of course for sale how about you um i guess i played a little bit meteor games i played um what did i play with the family oh i played dead of winter my brother-in-law was uh, really wanting to try that uh he ran a a session of mansions of madness force oh got to try out sheriff of nottingham uh from arcane wonders i got a copy of it to try out and that is probably i i don't know how to play the sheriff at all I, I was really lost on how to bluff on that game. You know the concept of the game, right? People are trying to sneak in goods into the city, and you take turns being uh, the sheriff. When they put cards into a pouch, and they have to sneak in uh, so many goods from one to five goods, and they'll tell you there are three cards in this ca- uh, pouch, and they're all chickens. Well, they may not be all chickens. And so I'd be like, okay, uh, give me... Give me two gold. They go, okay, here it is. And then they open up and be contraband. And I was like, okay, well, I didn't do that part, right? So the next person would be like, give me give me five gold. I'm not going to give you five gold. Give me five gold or I'm going to open it. I'll open it. So I opened it and it's exactly what they said. So I gave them money. So I didn't do very well. I need to play again. Uh, I'm really curious to get your take on it uh, when you try it sometime as since you are the bluffing game master. Well, you know, I tried it at BGG Con. Oh, that's right. How did it go with you? Because I, 
Tell me how other people played it then. All right. So I got to play it with three experts at the art of deception. Uh, Hunter Shelbourne, who you heard on our show um, when we were talking about the big announcement from Fantasy Flight about cards. And then, of course, uh, Suzanne Sheldon, who's in Chit Chat. And we've got that coming up later. And then, of course, Scott King, Mr. Photographer, Mr. Writer, author himself. So we were all there. I didn't, my first time playing, I, you, you don't understand the grasp of what you need to be doing. Like you were just saying, it, 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 you're sitting there going, well, how am I going to prove that? Scott had a very interesting take on it. He said, listen, I'm the sheriff. I'm opening the bags. And so the first time, you know, first time around, I was like, bam, he opened the bags. So when you knew it came his time again, he's opening the bags. You got to figure something out. So he, he had already set a precedent that said, you got to figure this out. You know, how are you, how are you going to get it past him? Are you just going to go straight or was he bluffing the second time? So I think in a way, I don't know how many times it goes around. I don't remember, but it was like, here it comes. This is the way you go. I, how many times does it go around? And we have four players twice, twice. So he set it up front. I think that's how he did it. It's, it's all a blur. Actually of all the bluffing games that I've had the opportunity to play, this is number one. Now I will play this anytime. Wow. Um, that's cool. I guess I just need to play because all of us were playing for the very first time and all, all of us were somewhat lost. But I mean, the Scott King situation. Okay. okay so my uh, middle son, Travis, was like Scott King. He's like, I'm opening. And we got to the point where you just didn't bluff with him anymore. And then he opened. Then it cost him. Right. And I, I mean, one turn, he had to pay everybody because he kept opening bags. And it's like, okay, that's not the right way to play it either. So I was just really kind of lost. You got to play it a couple of times, I think, in my opinion, in order to get a good gist of, of what you want to do to understand the mechanics. How do you know? Like, I thought I was doing great. I mean, I came in second behind Suzanne, who beat me all weekend in games because she had this incredible contraband that stacked. You know how you can get pepper in the, if you have how many peppers you have, and there's this one card that I think multiplies it or something. Yeah, the royal goods. Yeah. And, and she had a bunch of that and it was just like, Oh, good gosh. How am I going to get past? I mean, she, she wiped the floor with us, but I was getting used to that by day four of the con. <laughs> well, nice thing is, is, is we got this game, uh, you and I are going to play it a couple of times and I, we'll probably do a review somewhere, either just do a review on the show or do a five minute initiative and, right. uh, and, uh, talk about it because it, it was a hot game. Uh, from Arcane Wonders, and it's their first in their Dice Tower Essentials line. And there's another one in the Dice Tower Essentials line that's we're going to discuss on Chit Chat. And I guess before we dive into BGG Con too deep, we actually took the time at the beginning, on the morning of the fifth day, to do a Chit Chat segment with uh, Rhiannon Ox and Suzanne Sheldon, who were there at the show. So we sat around the table and basically reflected on BGG Con because we wanted to capture it in the moment. And instead of trying to recapture it here, why don't we go to the segment and see what we thought that Sunday morning? Day five, we're wrapping it up, and we are so fortunate to have joining us today the ladies from the chit chat, Rihanna and Suzanne. So, how's it going? Well, hold on, let's Rihanna establish voices. Hello. Rihanna, say hey. And can we establish names? Names? You call her Rihanna. Rihanna. Oh, cool. oh, wow. Yeah. Did I say Rihanna? You did. Yeah, you did Rihanna. Oh, oh man, okay. Rihanna. I'm sorry. It's okay. She's a pop yeah. star. It's, it's, good morning. It's, it's mor- no, it's not a good morning. <laughs> I've already screwed up. Life is tough. 
Should we should we slate that and take try again? No, oh, no, no, this is good stuff. No, oh, this, this is, is this stuff. is this is cake. This, huh? this is real. This oh. is real. Happy. This is how we this is how we really are on the fifth day of a very busy con. It's a good point. It's a good point. Even though I'm feeling that pretty good. Oh yeah, hi. That's Suzanne. That's Suzanne. <laughs> this is Rihanna. No, Rihanna. Um, or just Re. Re. I like Re. Re and Suze. Which do you prefer? Um, it actually doesn't matter to me. Doesn't matter. Okay, how about Suzy Q and Moonpa? And the Dum Dums. Uh, you know, I don't have to be here, and I have <laughs> things I gotta buy. So. Now I did find out from Suzanne. She says her friends call her Suze, but we have to call her Suzanne. So. <laughs> I'm good at that. <laughs> All right, so this is our very first time attending BGG Con for all of us, correct? Yes. Yes. We are on day five, so what are your first impressions? Um, a lot of people like to demo games because that's all I've been doing this BGG is demoing games. You have worked, haven't you? I have worked. Oh my yes. goodness. Yeah, so the, uh, Rhiannon was uh, helping out Bonacore over in the Stronghold booth every single day from 10 to 6. Every single day wow. from 10 to 6. Oh, you must be so tired. I am so full of energy and excitement in life. Yes. So, uh, are you still in love with Panamax after oh, all yeah. these? Okay. Oh yeah. Bonacore, on the other hand. Yeah. Well, he's still in love with Panamax. We're going to keep going with that. Okay. You're breaking his heart right now. No, no. Yeah. Great guy. I mean, he's just full of energy over there. It's unreal how much energy is going on over at the booth. Yeah, you looked busy. I mean, every time I went, I mean, I walked past that booth a lot because it had a pretty prominent placement since they right. were a big, big sponsor. Yeah. And you were always at a table demoing. Yeah, it was. Always busy. It was, it was good, but tiring. Yeah, I can only imagine. So, I mean, well, the thing is the Stronghold had three really big games that are still relatively yeah. new with Panamax, Kanban, and Diamonds. And Among the Stars, I think. Right. Yeah, that's big true. One for Medina. Medina. Oh, Medina, yeah. which, jeez. Oh, well, yeah. Diamond sold out, by the way. Yeah, it, it did. Yeah. Did he actually discount the ones he used in the Diamonds tournament? He said he was thinking about it. Or did he just I go over know. there and get you a heat gun and you had to shrink wrap them all back oh, yeah, together? Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Here's some saran wrap and some heat gun stuff. Yep. Um, no, but actually, Kanban's apparently street date for here was BGG, so a lot of people got it. Is, is Medina officially released? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're both out now. So, yeah, so that's why Stronghold was so busy. They just had a, a bunch of cool new things yeah. that were out. And I would say another really busy booth that looked like it was Portal. Mm. And it was because of the the smash hit that I don't think anybody saw coming was, and we'll call it by what's going to be his U.S. name, Mysterium. Absolutely. That game is amazing. I, I was lucky enough to pick it up on day two because I'd heard enough buzz about it that I knew, okay, this is a game I want to try, and so I grabbed a copy. Next day, sold out. And then I spent a lot of the rest of the con teaching the game to a lot of people, and then having to break a lot of hearts when I had to tell everybody that loved the game that they had already sold out at the convention. But when that game, that game has US distribution, and when it comes out, it's, got, it's gonna be big. That game is so much fun on so many levels. It, it's got to appeal to a lot of different types of gamers. And, and what has been, what was the best way to describe that game? Oh, Mysterium is a great cross between Clue and Dixit. And there's no, it's such an, a perfect description for that game. It's really accurate. Where you're using Dixit-like cards to help you solve the who, what, and where mystery of a murder. It's a great game. So what else did you get to play? Well, hold on. I want to get no. back to this one real quick. Oh, okay. He won't let me stay on topic. Limited time. Here we go. <laughs> so I was, we were talking to Ignacy, and he said he was surprised by it, too. He said, like, you know, like day one, somebody bought a copy, 
And then he said, it was just like exponential. They just started kind of just flying off the shelf and said, then they were just all of a sudden gone. So I was saying he was one of the bigger booths because that sold out for him. Mm -hmm. I think Imperial Settlers is close or is sold out by now. The expansion pack sold out uh, for Imperial Settlers sold out first day. In so, hours, yeah. The expansion sold out within hours. Yeah, so that is a, another huge booth. So now, Tony, you can continue from there. I'm sorry, I was rubbing my eyes. Um, anyway, trying to... Keep, keep, stay awake here. I mean, it has been a whirlwind. I mean, you didn't get to bed till late, Miss Ree, right? Yeah, that's correct. And you got to bed late. Two thirty. Yeah, oh, late. I thought you went. To, I thought you went up early though. So, somehow, somehow, a, 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 a sizable group of people ended up in my hotel room <laughs> playing board games until rather wee in the morning. So, Ree, what was your big surprise? Yeah, other than the fact that everybody wants to come over and demo games. Um. Anything? Uh, well, I, I, so the biggest difference between this and Gen Con that people always told me is that this was more games focused. And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. But it really does seem to be the case here that it is all just about like the gaming, which is nice. Yeah, there's no RPGs. There's no miniature games really going on anywhere. Maybe a few war games here and there. But it's strictly 100% board games. And they were everywhere. I mean, you, you couldn't throw a rock without hitting somebody playing a board game unless you were in the cafe or in the lobby. Lounge where there's big signs that say no gaming here because <laughs> you gotta, you know, they want to keep their paying customers for food, but that's okay. But other than because gamers are not paying customers, no, I think they just have those signs up all the time. Oh, I'm sure that had nothing to do with the convention, <laughs> yeah, because you know, there's a bunch of board gamers coming to this hotel constantly. That's, that's what I like to yeah. think, yeah, that's, uh, Why not? It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't offensive to us. I like that, <laughs> yeah. So there were 2,600 people in attendance at the show. I believe. I think that's a little bit higher than it was last year. And last night for the closing ceremonies, the main hall was just packed with people as had the closing ceremonies and uh, their giveaways. Another uh, big thing about this this show with it being strictly on board games is the games library. And I've been to Origins. I don't know if either of you have been to Origins. Nope, nope. Rams, so they have a game library in there, which is pretty extensive. And then I kept hearing, oh, wait till you see the one here. And I thought, well, it can't be that much bigger. No, it is bigger. It seems like they have one copy of, at least one copy of every single thing you can imagine in the library. They have a fantastic system. You walk in, you pick up a game, you go to the front, they scan the game, they scan your badge, you're very done. efficient. It was seamless. That was a great Amazing. system. I was very impressed. And then, when there was a game that we were looking for, like Cash and Guns, which was never checked in, they have a system to where you can have yourself tweeted when the game is checked in, so you're notified when the game that you want comes back in, which is really cool. If you keep checking your tweets and don't miss it, and then it's gone again, which I forgot to do last night. Yeah, it may night. have happened last night, huh, Marty? Yeah, but we did get Cash and Guns in. We did, and that was with, with uh, Glenn and Cheryl from uh, Couple vs. Cardboard and Eric Summer from yes. the Dice Tower podcast. It was a lot of fun. And I don't know why. You and Eric shot me the entire night. I don't know what it was. Every time I was looking, there was a gun. One of your guns was pointing at me, and I can't figure it out. Why it's me? almost like your sweet southern gentleman facade finally crumbled over the weekend, and I got to see the real you, and the real you deserves some punishment. Well, what, what, who was the only one who was killed in that game? Was well, it you? It was me, and I had no, no loot, none. Everybody kept none. Who was sitting over there beside you to your right? Uh, who was that? Oh, uh, uh, a guy named Eric. Another Eric. I, I don't. I never met the guy, and he's banging. I mean, boom, boom, boom. I'm dead. I don't know what he had against me. I'm trying to be nice, and he was. Oh man. But if you haven't played Cash and Guns, that's a fun little little party game. Have you tried it? I played the second one. Yeah, this that's yeah, the one we're talking about. No, I liked it a lot. This is the second version. So, any other games stick out? Um, I play tested, I guess. Uh, Vital. 
whatever, I can't nope. say his last name, uh, his new game, The Gallerist, and that looks like it's going to be super amazing. It's a little lighter than Vino's, but still has that same kind of feel, so I'm Oh, that sounds exciting that. to me. Yeah. You're running an art gallery, and you're trying to hire artists and educate them and sell mm. paintings. And, yeah. What a cool theme. It is. It's neat. It's a lot better than trying to mix and match paints like in fresco. Correct. Yeah, okay. Mm. Yes. I'm just pointing that out. I was just kind of curious because that's when you said that. I was thinking, oh, was it fresco? But no. Yeah, no, it's not like fresco. Any other big demos for you? No, that was that was my main thing. Play a lot of like older games from the library that were were games. They were games. How about you, Tony? Anything pop out for you over the weekend? Yes, um, a good friend of mine, Suzanne, hooked me up with um, for sale. And I enjoyed, I've been wanting to try that and play that. And we got the little mini version. That was so cool. Eagle Games had um, this whole discount bin of these little miniature games. And it was just awesome to play that. As far as other games, not so much. I mean, it was just, you know, everything I tried was, it was it was a good game. But nothing jumped out at me other than Mysterium. And even that, I know, wouldn't make it to my local table, but definitely to the gaming club. Um, got to play Imperial Assault last night. The tutorial lost handily. Um, that was that was in, that was neat. That was a lot better than Shadows of Brimstone. I will give it that. And of course, I got to play a lot, a lot of diamonds and got my butt handed to me one one day. I don't know. That was ugly. The tournament was ugly. Pandemic, I died. So I just spent, <laughs> I just spent a whole whole weekend of losing games. However, I did. You were in this game. I actually won a game, a demo of the new Dice Essential game, um, City of Gears. That was... That you was, did indeed. I did win. That was Phenomenal kind of job. It was a demo? It was a demo. Yeah. Did we they were. tell you what to do? No. <laughs> but that's an excellent point. And good shot. I like that. What, you want to go play Cash and Guns now and take me out too? Uh, okay. I don't have fond memories of City of Gears. Um, you only scored four out of against my twelve. That's okay. Yeah, but when people say, "Marty, how'd you? What'd you score?" I say four. They started laughing. Aww. Like <clears throat> I don't know how to play games. Well, it, I'm looking for a new hobby. Is anybody yeah. in the new? Yeah. <laughs> No. I am. <laughs> it's it's funny, you funny you ask. I'll tell you what, you can come over and start doing the woodworking with me. But no, City of Gears, you know, Dice Essential, they're, they're looking for that quick game under an hour. And so you're over there trying to develop uh, an engine, and there was no time to develop an engine. That's what's different about this little worker placement game. You, it's not an engine game. You, you're not waiting. you got to go, go, go. Yeah, and I, I think that's where I messed up. So this is a game that's going to be coming out. Again, it's a DT Essentials game, so that means it's going to be from Arcane Wonders. And uh, Scott Morris was uh, playtesting last night. He said he playtested it nine times, got lots of notes. So it's not this final version. They're going to be doing a lot of tweaking. In fact, they were writing on the cards last night, changing the rules of some of the city tiles uh, to try to streamline that game. So that'll be coming out next year, and I think that was a really cool one. I, I mean, I won. I think it's good. <laughs> All right, so were there any games that were stinkers for you? I know you have one, Tony, but either of you ladies played one that just like that, that just didn't float in my boat? Oh, okay. I played Pandemic the Cure, and yeah, it's a game. <laughs> I, I, I can see how that would not appeal to you, though. I, I, I've heard a lot of people respond very positively, but knowing you and your taste, Rhiannon, I can see how that would just oh, whiff right hmm. past you. Yeah, no, it was... And I don't mind Pandemic the like, actual game, but just something about the dice and how you can't eradicate disease. They just keep coming at you. It just seems like, oh, all righty. And, and see, that right there, when you told me that and, you were, and your recommendation, I'm like... I was ready to, to go buy it. Right, exactly. And I'm You're like, welcome. ooh, ooh, no, that's not the pandemic <laughs> yeah. I know and love. Yeah. So, no. But you got, to, you got to, weren't you doing the, um, 
they were looking at doing the expansion. No, so I got to t uh, play Pandemic Contagion, Contagion, which is the one where you play, everybody plays the disease and you're trying to eradicate the cities. It's a very dark game. And uh, somebody at the convention, because you're at a convention, right, and there's all sorts of prototypes and, and uh, previews that you get to play. Somebody was testing the, the Pandemic Contagion expansion. Mm -hmm. And so I got to play test the expansion for the game Contagion. I'd never played Contagion before, but I liked it. I liked it a lot. And, and so I'm looking forward to maybe taking another look, a closer look at Contagion. I didn't buy it, so I might, I might give it another play test and, and pick that up. But I, I feel pretty lucky. I have had pretty much predominantly positive gaming experiences. I got to kill one of Marty's characters in Arcadia Quest. Which was, oh, was great. I got to shoot Marty and cashing guns, which was great. I got. We, we uh, beat him at diamonds. We, we, which we, is great. There may have been a diamonds game in which Marty <laughs> think, and Tony. Okay, I think that's all the time we have. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Tony, your stinker. No, you you go first. Your all right, stinker. here it is. First game I played here was a big stinker. So there was a game that came out on Kickstarter um, early this year. Progress, it's evolution of technology. Evolution of technology. It's a, yeah, you basically it's the technology tree out of Civ. That's all that game is, a technology tree. So I love the concept of that. But I thought, well, I'll wait and play it before I buy it. And so it was here in the um, Hot Games library. And a, a gentleman uh, sat us down that was very eager to teach us. And you play through three ages. And we only played through two. And I could not wait for that game to be over with. I, it just did not appeal to me at all. The the engine was kind of cool in that it was like um, Seven Wonderish. So once you get some cards on the table, a card will say, you can build this technology if you have this thing already established and you kind of build upon itself. But that's kind of all it was. It got very monotonous. So that just didn't float my boat. P other people may like it, but that just wasn't the game for me. And I, I did. I had high hopes for that game, too. No reading on the cards. I'm sitting there, why are these turns taking so long? Because I don't know if y'all realize this and hanging out with me for a couple of days, but I'm very go, go, go kind of person here. And that's what it was. I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, why aren't these cards? This game should be flying. This should be absolutely flying. But you may, you guys, you may enjoy it. Give it definitely, give it a try if your local game store has it. Check it out. Try it. It's a, I mean, it's a very interesting game. I love how the cards change. I love the whole concept. But for some odd reason, it, it did miss with me too. But you, somebody, you may like it. So you guys need to give it a try. I've played this before. And what'd you think? I, it's a game. Okay. So, well, that, that's good because there are some games that are barely games. So. Well, no, I mean, it is interesting, the tech tree stuff. And there are some people that I've played with that are like really into maximizing, you know, the chaining effects and everything like that. But if you're not into that, trying to create the best thing, you're just like, oh, well, I guess I'll play this down. And interestingly, the five player game I played into this. Um, the fifth player, we'll call him the loser. He, um, <laughs> well, he stayed in like the first age for like the whole thing up until the end, and then he was able to like boom, 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 and he came back and he won. So oh, and that was, and, and the whole time he's like, well, I'm never gonna be able to catch up because I only have age one buildings, and blah, 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 and then he totally kicked everybody's butt. So hmm. yeah, that was my first play of that. So I was like, well, all right. So I can't say I had any stinkers. I did have a couple surprises. Uh, one was Alchemists, the newer game that is a deduction game that uses, uh, you, you, can use, you can use it without a smartphone, but it uses a smartphone app to help randomize these potions and you're trying to figure out what, what potions make an ingredient kind of thing. 
I thought it would be mid medium weight, fun, you know, take pictures of your cards. Wee! That thing was a flipping brain burner. And I thought my brain matter was oozing out of my ears after I played it. Fun, I liked it, but uh, it surprised me at how heavy it was. On the flip side, I got to play a lot. Isla, the, the newer Stefan Feld, uh, out through Ravensburger, and it's, we, we dubbed it a Feld filler. Um, a Felder filler is what we were calling it. <laughs> yeah, that thing is light as heck. I mean, it play, it'll play once you know how to, I mean, the setup will take you five minutes and then the play will take you 20 and you're done. Wow. Um, uh, not, I liked it, you know, not my favorite of his, but uh, it surprised me. I mean, a light, there's no way you could call that even medium weight. You a light Feld game. So a couple of surprises there. Okay. Well, what about you? Any surprises, Marnie? No. Do you want to talk about your dud? I thought I oh. just did. Shadows of Brimstone? Uh, we already did. We don't want to bash it, too. I mean, how can you explore a dungeon, keep exploring a dungeon, and you never encounter a monster? I, I do. You know, you got to kill something. That's oh, really? Well, usually that's you, I thought. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that guy, yeah, that's true. You're absolutely right. It was just, I, I really wanted to like that game. Really wanted to like that game. Cool miniatures. Neat. you got to get some big epoxy glue to stick them on the miniature on the bases because that's one of the things they were broken away but it just it was a the pause there was for effect okay it was just it was just not a good game for me so but I mean it's a very deep you, so you can involve your characters but if I'm going to go for, with that type of game Imperial Assault that's that, that one was that one was really cool and really neat I mean to be able to sit down with that big of a game Imperial Assault and we were able at 1 o'clock in the morning um, Cheryl from um, Couple versus Cardboard was able to quickly scan the rules. Boom, we were playing, done. And the Overlord won, Glenn won. He destroyed us. So I don't know if those are your types. That, that was uh, a very light tutorial, though. We weren't using the, the draw well, cards yeah. that you could use on either side either. So yeah. that was just a. You kept saying descent. So. Yeah, but that was, that was really just how does combat work and how does movement work, as opposed to really how the game works. But the, the models look incredible. I don't know if y'all have seen the models before. Yeah, they looked amazing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm surprised it was even in a library because I'm. Surprised somebody had walked away with it by now. And FFG is here demoing uh, Armada and the game I really want to try, XCOM, but there was always somebody at the table, so I hadn't got to try it yet. Have yeah, it's you hot. Got to try it? Nope. XCOM. Well, you've been busy all the time, so. Yeah. So let's talk about the best part of this con, and that's the people. I mean, the, uh, that's, the, that's the most fun you always walk away from these cons. Is the biggest memories aren't the, necessarily the games I play. It's always the people that you hang out with. And I tell you, I think all of us have had a blast just hanging out with so many different people and, and learning new people uh, this weekend. And, and that's what makes this – another reason why this con is so good as opposed to Gen Con because Gen Con is so big that you really can't hang out with everybody because everybody's just moving so fast. You don't run into people. Once you meet one person here, you keep running into them over and over again. Uh, which is really kind of cool. So any any cool experiences you have with people over the five days that, that you want to share? I, I was just so impressed at how open everything is. One of the, the nice things, I know that there were some people sad because the con had sold out, but you know the, we're limited by space and the location, which has been established for years. And you know these contracts extend out for years. Um, but one of the nice things for that this, this really has is that they have this gigantic ballroom. Well, that's the open gaming room. And I mean, it's huge and massive and just dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of tables. But the nice thing that that does is everybody's together. And you're walking around and you just, you see people that you see online randomly and you keep on bumping into each other. And it's an amazing sense of community. And you never know, I, I got to meet 
titans of our industry. And I got to meet friends that I just have only met on Twitter. And I got to play games with them. And I got to meet Mike Fitzgerald, who's, you know, to me, a legend in the industry. And that... I, I have to admit, I got a little verklempt over that one. It was, it was. I, let, me, let me just interrupt you. It wasn't Suzanne got to meet Mike. Saw Suzanne and found her. Let's 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 go the right direction here. That was He's awesome. so sweet. It was amazing, and he was so sweet. I got to meet Eric Lane. I got to meet um, Ignacy Trebuchek. 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 Yeah. Sorry. And the nicest guy. He is so nice. And really, that thematically to me personally. Except for maybe Rhiannon and Marty, are <laughs> everybody here is so open and so friendly and just wants to get to know you and shake your hand and if they have time they'll sit down and play a game. There's just no barriers here, and I love that sense of our community. Oh, there was before I forget. I'm gonna, this is an uh, this is a great Tony segue. One game that you got to mention, Rule of Forty Nine. Uh, yeah, the, the Game of 49. Yeah, Game yeah. of 49. Yeah. You love that game. Yeah. And that's one of those way under the radar. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I can, and go we can go talk look it up, that. guys. Go look it up. <laughs> yes. Because it was interesting. That's my, that's my sleeper hit, for sure. I want people to check it out. But I want to hear more about the people, Tony. Come on, Tony Segway. Oh, yeah. People. Incredible people. Always. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. Like you said, it was very open. I mean, you'd go up to them and say, hey, how you doing? Da, da, da. I mean, you know, Dan King, all these people, even... Even the guys from the Dice Tower, everybody was, I mean, Tom was sitting there walking around the whole gaming hall and stopping at all the tables. That's that's great, you know, you didn't have to go seek him out. I mean, you guys, thank you so much for making this a great, because, yes, anxiety was was at the top for me in coming to these concerts. I think me and Chaz have, uh, from Paradise Paradise, have the same type of anxiety, But and so thank you for lessening that. So I appreciate that. How about you? Anybody stood out in your mind over there at the Stronghold booth? Any, any wild gamers come up and... I don't like anybody. I know. <laughs> no, you don't. You love your kids. Damn, they're not here, though. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, I would just, you know, echo what you guys are saying. Everybody's very friendly and the accessibility of people and a willingness to help you game, play your game, learn the game, whatever it is. It is quite amazing and different and you know, other places I've been. It's funny, I, I was talking to somebody and I was saying how, oh, that's Rhiannon over there at the, at the Stronghold booth demoing Panamax. You just go up to her and ask her to demo and she's, there's no better teacher for Panamax than Rhiannon, right? And um, this this guy, so sweet, he goes, I really want to, but I find her intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> I had to tell this guy. Me? Oh, please. I had to tell this this sweet guy, no, 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 it's she's an angel and you'll love it. She'll teach you Panamax and you'll have a new friend. And I think he went over there and had a great time. So obviously he did. Obviously. Uh, your recommendation wouldn't be wrong. No. No, and actually <laughs> um, I think he did come up. He's like, So Suzanne told me you'd teach me Panamax? I'm like, Yeah, sure, sit down. So I'm sure that was unexpected. But, but that's funny. That's you know, the other half of it. Like, he, kept, he kept he kept cringing and freaking back every time you got close to him. Well, that's so, every time. Well, I'm getting the dice. I'm getting the dice. Don't worry about it. What about you, sir? Uh, well, as always, the, the people are, are so wonderful. And, and like you said, there's, there's what you call the titans of the industry just walking around and, and very accessible to people. And I don't think there's a lot of places where where you could be somewhere and there'd be like the titans of whatever industry they're in that'll be so friendly and open without an air about them. Nobody's got an air. Yeah, by the way, we are sitting in like a little coffee shop, you know, for a little bit of atmosphere here in the hotel. So that's what you hear in the background. 
So anyway, so everybody doesn't have, nobody has an air about them, and you can go up and talk to anybody. Like I, uh, I really wanted to get a selfie with Rich Sommer because I've been talking to him. Like online, he's the actor from Mad Men, who we've been watching since day one, and come to find out he games, and he was just as nice as he could be, and talked to him for a few minutes, and he was just going around gaming with a bunch of different people. He was like, I'm just I'm just a gamer just like you guys. So, you know, we got actors from Hollywood coming in here and playing and, and socializing with people. It's just... It's just it's just wonderful. And that's what when I go back, that's what I remember the most is the people. I'll forget every game I play, but I won't forget a face. I'm like, give me a tissue. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I was wondering what was Deep happening press. over there. Deep no, I, I I have to say, I live in Seattle. I flew to Texas for this convention. I'll do it again next year. This this is my convention. This is the one I'm going to make an effort to go to. I don't want to go to Gen Con. I don't want to go to Origins. I mean, if, if it fell into my lap, maybe. But, but, but <laughs> If somebody paid me to go. Yeah. If I was Rodney Smith and somebody paid me and, to go. Uh, who was here as well. Uh, this is the convention, I think, for gamers who just want to meet some great people, play some games. This is the one to go to. Yep. Now, are, are you going to go to the November one or the new one? Oh, yeah, there's one that's been announced as BGG Fam and, and Memorial Day weekend. It's a yeah. little bit smaller convention. The BGG Junior. BGG Junior. Yes, yeah, we're dubbing it BGG Junior. I think what you need to do is go home, tell Honey and the kids, and bring them on the BGG sit at sea, the, do the cruise one. No, thanks. <laughs> I, I got to admit, I, I give kudos to all the people that want to go on that cruise. I'm sure they will have a fabulous time. I cannot think of anything worse than being trapped on a boat across the sea. I don't know. Two days, then you can get off. Getting seasick? No, you'd be surprised at how, oh, man, those things are just incredible now. You you don't get seasick on the big ones. Trust me. They're they're floating cities. They are. They're amazing. So two days at sea, you're sitting there. I mean, what are you doing anyway? You're playing games and sitting on the sun deck. So there you go. Nope. Nope. Not going (laughs) to do it. Mm, Can't make me. Okay. So, go ahead. Oh, but I I was walking around, and I got to spend, you know, this is... I'm sure people realize this, but I'd never met any of you all in person before. Mm-hmm. We all have, you know, a lot of conversations online and through the podcast. So it's been a real treat to meet you guys in person. And, you know, I, I walked around, I got to spend time, and Tony and I have been hanging around, walking around, and it's fun to see people. It's, you know, for anybody who's listening to this, it's great when you come up and, you know, grab Marty and shake his hand and say you listen, and it's, it's and fun to share stories. Pie? And want a moon pie. Oh, yeah. I the, still have my moon pie. I still got two in the bag. Okay. I was going to say, does that make me bad that I haven't eaten it yet? Yeah, if so I save this for the end of the world, will I still be It will last it? like okay, a Twinkie. perfect. Good. I'm like going to keep it <laughs> But, uh, yeah, situation. so the moon pies were a big hit, and uh, we handed a bunch of those out, so that's why we mentioned the moon pies. And, and then people yeah. like, I walk by somebody, moon pie me, and then it's like throw a moon pie. With um, let's see who was the who was the worst offenders that Scott Morris from Arcane Wonders uh, Crit Happens talks how many people, how many things does he Scott do? Scott names. Yeah, he, he does. I mean, every time I walk by, got a moon pie. So he was a big moon pie fan. So yeah, those went over well. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that uh, it is beginning of day five, and unfortunately, we are holding Rhiannon up from her job in Stronghold Games over there dimming, demoing we for Bonnet. We keep talking for a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fine. But no, did, no, there's a sale down in the Venn. Can, can we make this a six-hour podcast? No, I don't know. Uh, no we got to get to the sales. We hope that... Uh, I haven't done a lot of shopping. Have y'all... I've only bought one game. Boom Runaway. Only game I bought. I bought One Night Ultimate Werewolf. How much have you bought, Suzanne? I bought enough. I'm probably going to have to ship two large boxes home. Really? Seattle. And Tony, what, you've bought a lot? 
Uh, two things out of the virtual flea market uh, for sale, and I will probably pick up the um, pandemic meeples today. The pandemic, that's an awesome that's that's an awesome idea. So so we got a little bit more shopping to do. So we're going to uh, wrap this up here. And look, if this sounds like a convention that might be for you, this is really a good one to step into first, even maybe before Origins and Gen Con. It's a, it's big enough to where the lots of people in the industry are here, and you can see lots of different people. But it's not so big that you just get overwhelmed by the number of people, unless they're all twenty six hundred crammed into a room like they were last night. <laughs> um, that you can just keep running into the same people. And what's really cool is. It's big enough to where a lot of the big companies and publishers are here showing off their games. So you get to play a lot of different things. And that's one of the bad things about the small conventions is you don't have the FFGs and, and, the, and the bigger companies there showing off their stuff. And you do that here. So we'll just go around the table and we'll give some final words. Suzanne, you got anything before we go? Thanks, Jan, thanks for making me part of your show, guys. It's been a real honor and pleasure to, to meet you here as much as I, I may like to hassle you. And, and uh, I'll let you guys save this story for another day. But um, I will say I will probably never fly in a spaceship that Tony captains. <laughs> go, 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 go. <laughs> okay. And I'll let you tell that story. Okay, okay just, just, just real short things of what she's referring to. We played Art Artemis yesterday, which is the, um, it, it's a game where you play on laptops uh, and you have one projector on the screen and everybody has a different role in the spaceship, a comms, a science guy, a captain, weapons, uh, engineering. And so we played a game that uh, had like uh, Suzanne, myself, uh, Tony, Eric Summer, Rodney Smith, uh, one of Rodney's friends. And we played a couple sessions, and in the first session, Rodney was captain. And my gosh, was he ever captain like? He was just sitting back there, like, he says, um, you know, he's telling me, I was like the science guy. Science, uh, would you mind scanning a D24 over there? And it's like, uh, let's do an about face, let's go uh, warp speed. And then Tony gets in the chair, and things like start falling apart, and Tony gets a little frantic. It's like, it's like this thing was going to tank. It's like, Susan says, like, go, 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 go. <laughs> I've never seen him so excited in my life. <laughs> but. Did we? When I was a captain, did we win? Yes, we did. And when we played with Rodney, we lost. So there you go. So there you go. So there you go. Um, so I think I'm going to have to update my family motto after my trip to BTG here, which was Texas never. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, boy, that, where, where, is, where are the, um, the, the commercial guys, the, the, the city guys that sell the city, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So now I guess it'll have to be Texas never, Unless. except for BTG. <laughs> wow. Yay. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Well, you don't want to have armadillos and things like that running? Anyway. Yeah, but you got some good meat here. Did y'all do the hard eight? Did y'all do the hard eight? It yeah. is the, what, they, somebody no. said it was the amusement park for meat. That's and it. I think that is 100% accurate. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, if you come here to BGG gone hard eight, you must do it. Yeah. Fantastic. But be restaurant. careful. They may, they may rip you off. <laughs> I'm still bitter about that. Why did they rip you off? They, they charged the, him for the potato. They charged me with the potato and everything. On the tray? Yes. Oh, but no, because you got the stuffed potato. But it said $7 for the stuffed potato. Oh. It was a heavy potato. Yeah, no, he got, you got ripped I off. I got ripped off. I was not a happy camper. The meat's still delicious. Don't Ooh, rip off Tony. Oh, and jalapeno sweet corn, also fantastic. <laughs> And what was it? Somebody held up a pork, pork chop and said, you want that dipped in butter? Well, yeah. Yes, I do. <laughs> I'm only going to live so long. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's wrap this up and get back out to the floor. All right. Thanks for listening, guys, for another uh, session, episode. Uh, of Chitch. Of uh, uh, Chitch, the live version.
Now, wasn't that insightful from all four of us? Now, just not hearing me and Marty go on and on about BGGCon, you can you got to hear it from other people and and Suzanne and Rhiannon. We appreciate you um, helping us out there recording that morning. I know some people were looking for ways to get out of doing certain things and would have sat around that table for an hour. I'm not going <laughs> to mention names. Yeah, I think we know who it was. <laughs> yeah. And then some people were trying to get away from our table, and we're not going to mention names about that. Okay, I'm that, sorry, Marty. I, I, my bad. I should have stayed. Yeah, that was you. I was going to say, yeah. It was funny. So that morning before we started, uh, I had left uh, a cru- a crucial cable to the microphone uh, at my house, and so I was freaking out. I got on Twitter. Has anybody got this cable? <clears throat> And you were like, all right, well, never mind. We just can't do it. I'm like, dude, you're just throwing it in the towel way too fast. But I got lucky and actually had one of those types of cables in my book bag. So we were able to pull it off. Otherwise, I was going to be very upset. Okay, you don't know this. But when you found out that you didn't have this cable, normally, I I don't know. I had heard. I don't know. I don't think Suzanne or Rihanna was the one that said this. But you can go up to a hotel and normally in their lost and found box you will find a whole bunch of charging cables. Mm. Okay. So that's what I did to try to help you out here. I went over to the desk and said, let me see what's in the lost and found and see if I can pull this cable back. Okay. At the nicer hotels, that doesn't work. Uh They don't just have a box underneath the desk that they pull out and slap down on the desk for you. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's not how it works at a nice, you go to security. So I said, hmm, okay, not going to happen. Because all I said was, you know, I'd I'd like to borrow a a cable, charging cable. And they're like, well, is it yours? I'm like, well, no, but I'm sure y'all got players because people, and they said, well, you need to go talk to security. And I'm like, "Ah, I don't want to do that. So anyway, I tried, dude. I tried to help you out, but luckily you found it and we were able to get it out. I was just known it was just taking forever. Luckily, the ladies were very patient as we got all that set up. And, you know, we we had a very good discussion there. So some things maybe we didn't talk about uh, in that segment was uh, we you and I got to play several uh, games in the proto. Was it prototype alley? Proto alley uh, were games that are getting ready to come out on uh, Kickstarter. Both of us got to play the new uh, game that people are anxiously waiting on from Rob Davio, uh, Seafall. And it's a his latest iteration. It has gone through several iterations. And this is in his legacy series, like Risk Legacy, where you buy the game and the game board changes over time through applications of stickers that you put on the board. And, and it just morphs over time and, and gives you, uh, he said, you know, 14, 15 uh, scenarios through one campaign that could last, I can't remember what it was, 15, 20 hours. There's many hours of gameplay. And this was uh, basically you are uh, setting up on an island and the goal is to take your ships out into the ocean and explore other islands for certain goods and load your ship with those goods and take them back and maybe you'll go over to somebody else's port and ransack their city and burn down their fields and, and steal their loot. We got to play a shortened version of the game, but from what I played, I, I think it's really interesting. I'm really looking forward to see where that game goes. I'm with you there. And the fact that it was just so quick, I mean, it wasn't like, I don't know. I was sitting there thinking, Oh man, am I going to get this? How bad am I going to look in front of everybody here trying to figure this game out? And I'm like, 
this is quick. This is easy to understand. And we, and we blew him away. Don't you remember, Marty? He was looking at us like, what are you guys doing? And I mean, we were out there trying to explore. And the mm-hmm. way he's got that game set up, you can't just go explore. You got to build up your crew. You got to do certain things first. And we discovered that very quickly because pretty soon my ships were ready to be sunk. It was great. He streamlined the the turn sequence. I, oh, I think yeah. he was telling us before that it used to be where you had three actions mm-hmm. per player per turn, and it was down to one action per player, and that made it move really fast, which I I really like. So I can't really wait to see where that goes. We don't know. We asked him, "Hey, when is going to when is it going to be ready?" It's like I'll let you know when it's on the ship. Basically, like I said, he's gone through a lot of iterations. He's trying to make this right, trying to make this the best game possible. So. Uh, that's one we're looking forward to. You got to play a game that... Uh, 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 wait, wait, wait. Before we go over I'm there. I'm sorry. Now. No problem. No problem. Isn't he also, and, I, and I'm typing as quickly as my little fingers can, isn't he also responsible for Pandemic Legacy or he co-helped design sort of, kind of, maybe? I believe so. Is that out? No, it's not out. It's due out. Yes, him and Matt sat down and... Um, have done a co-design it's due out in 2015 and he did state while he was there that that was going to be coming out before seafall sure yeah because i think it is further along in in development and i'm I'm very interested interested to see how that one works too and obviously that might be a big one for you since you got so many pandemic fans that you still play with this might be a new way to breathe life into that game for you and you'll have a static group that you can play with exactly i i am that one will be pre-ordered when it's ready to, you know, when they said, okay, here it comes. And I can actually, you know, you, you, you know, it's going to be real, but yes, definitely 2015. So I'm looking forward to that. That should be able to get me over the hump and waiting for Seafall when you buy it so that we can all then do that. Like we've done so diligently uh, with uh, Shadowrun Crossfire and everybody developing their character. There's just so much out. There's I know, just there, so there, much there going is. on. And it's it's one of those things that we kept seeing all these wonderful things where I thought, hey, this is awesome. I can't get it. You know, Imperial Assault. Oh, this is cool. I probably won't get it because I know I probably won't get to play it much. I don't know. There's so many great things there. And it is tough to decide what to get, what not to get. Like I said, luckily, I've said it before, we got a lot of local gaming friends that buy a lot of different games, and um, that's how we get to try so many without us buying them ourselves. That was probably one of the neatest things. I don't know if I can't, you know, we just heard the chit-chat, but that was probably, once again, one of the neatest things was being able to sit down with these designers, which which you were trying to get to before I interrupt you. I got to sit down with, you know, um, Daryl Louder. Uh, designer behind Compounded, as well as he did, they just did the successful kick uh, Kickstarter for Compounded, the uh, expansion, as well as re-releasing of the base game, and got to sit down with him and play Bottom of the Ninth. Yes, you were too busy hobnobbing with <laughs> oh, bored with life. Was it bored? With, yes, you were too busy trying to find. I thought I thought you were playing um, Specter Ops. Specter Ops. I, I was you playing, playing Specter, and I'll, I'll come to that one in a second. So you talk about Bottom of the Night, then I'll talk about Specter Ops. So, so you know, I was I was crushed when we found out that they um, postponed the Kickstarter because of certain issues. Don't, don't know, but um, Mr. Kirkman was over there, and he and Daryl set it up. I got a text, and he says it's ready for you. So I, f- I basically ran over there. Apologize for those people I knocked down. My bad. But I ran over there. I hope I threw you a moon pie at you. But I got over there. I was ready to play. Got to play with Keith Collins. Uh, and I was sitting there. 
and he was explaining the rules. Now, I played baseball from the time I was five to the time I was 18. I understand baseball, but I will be honest. Daryl probably looked at me like I was an idiot. I was not getting it. I was not getting the <laughs> concepts of what he was telling me about trying to hit the ball and did you swing? Because basically you're guessing what the pitcher's going to pitch and the pitcher tells you what he's going to pitch. And if you match up as the hitter, you get special events, which is really cool. That really mimics to me the idea of a pitcher against a batter is, you know, I know he's going to throw it high and inside or, or low and outside. And if you match up, then you're basically guessing where you're going to be swinging the bat at. Cause that's really all it is, is a, is a try of a guessing game. Cause because of how fast it's coming. So you got that going and you get a special event from that. That was so neat. So I liked that mechanic. That was really, really cool. And then you had to roll the dice. Okay. I can roll dice. That's my, I got, I got, I got skills on dice rolling. So you'd roll the dice and based on if he rolled a ball or a strike on the dice and a certain number, and then whatever the batter rolled determined what happened. Okay. I could not grasp that concept. And I'm not even going to go to it on air, try to explain, because it's been a day and I've slept, and I will screw it up, and I don't want to do them a disservice. But I finally get it. The whole concept is when, when the pitcher is throwing a ball, and if you can check your swing and it's a ball, then, you know, hey, great, it's, it's a ball. But if you don't check your swing – that you overcome, say it's going to be a strike, and you swung at it even though it was a ball. Mm-hmm. Bah! That occurred to me, not on the flight home, but three <laughs> days later. I was probably so just tired from this that it was not, I was not getting it. So, Daryl, I apologize. Uh, trust me, I'm usually not that slow, but an incredible concept. It was really capturing the theme of baseball, of the thought between a batter and a pitcher. I really like that. And so I cannot wait uh, for them to get that out on Kickstarter. I know Chris, you know, he's talking about spring training. And I asked Chris, I said, so is this the spring training when the pitchers and catchers report or just when the whole team reports? And once again, I got a look of what? And he laughed at me. He says, oh, I see what you're saying. He says, we'll let you know. I said, okay, thanks, Chris. I appreciate that. So what was the thing you was telling me where you both roll dice as fast as you can until something happens? Yeah. So let's say you get a hit. Okay. And there are certain die combinations that also give you a home run and things like that. So the whole concept of the thing is, is the bottom of the ninth and you're trying to get a runner home and the pitcher's trying to get three outs. Uh, that's, the, that's the concept of the game. And you're thinking, oh, that'll be over in no time. Well, no. So the one thing I said, you know, here's a, here's a concept of you hit the ball. You still got to make it to first base. Okay. So the object is both of you are trying to roll the dice to see, you know, who, who can see whoever gets a five or six first yells either safe or out. And then that's the, the determination of whether or not the batter made it. And I, personally, that didn't strike me. And then I started three days later thinking about it, Marty. I'm like, that's right. That's how it should be. That's, that whole comp, maybe you don't like the, the rolling and trying to guess and calling something out first. But think about it. You've, there's got to be some mechanic beyond just guessing a pitch. You know, how do I make it to first base? Very interesting concept. I can't wait for them to uh, hopefully get us a demo as it moves along in production. And you and I get to play it. I want to get it you know, back on the table and just see, you know, any other tweaks he made. A lot of fun. Yeah, it's it, it's really unique. I won, by the way. That's what oh. mattered most. Oh, you did. How many? Now, does it only play two players? 
It's only it's only two players, um, and I'm pretty sure that you know from that standpoint, I could probably have a five year old rolling dice and yelling safe or out for me, whatever. But you know, yeah, it's you guessing the pitch and then rolling a dice. So yeah, it's only two players. Now, how long does it play? Thirty minutes. Oh, okay. And do you take turns? One being the pitcher, one being the uh... no, no. You can you play two games. I'm going to be the batters. You're going to be the pitcher one time, or okay. vice versa. Yeah, I mean, so you play one time, okay? So you're the pitcher, I'm the batter, and let's see if I win this game. Next game, see, see, you can make this whole concept around like World Series. We're playing the best of seven. Got it. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So I like the asymmetric piece of it when you both know different things. Did you know that word before you started gaming? Yes. Okay. Good for you. <laughs> It's a word that's used and because I'm a person that likes symmetry in designs and patterns and stuff. So, but in game design, I like asymmetric things. Okay. But you also got to demo something I didn't from, from Dice Hate Me Games, New Bedford. What do you think of that? It's closing um, next week and this should be out sometime this week, we hope. And this week being the um, first week in December. So, so what did you think of New Bedford, their new worker placement game? Well, I don't know whether I should talk about it or not, because I don't know whether you saw today. So, Bed- New Bedford is being put out by Dice Hate Me Games, mm-hmm. uh, who is set up by Chris Kirkman. And I don't know, did you see on Twitter today where they're introducing or they're talking about their latest episode, 75? And he says, I talk, you know, him and insert straw here, which is Stephanie Straw and Get Louder, which is Daryl Louder, talk about BGG Con on episode 75 and and somebody says man for three that's a three hour episode you know i'm gonna have to wait for a long drive this week and then chris comes back and says let me find it so i'm quoting right because uh, somebody else says chris says it's worth it stephanie says worth it then chris comes back and says unless you don't like quality game commentary in that case go listen to dyson names Okay, Kirkman, I know about where you live. And if, if just to point out, um, my football team ran your football team out of the stadium <laughs> this past weekend. Don't, I don't, your team has given up. So, yeah, you're, you're right. Quality, yeah, fine. Okay, moving along. Yeah, and he goes, I kid, I kid because I love. And I was like, whoa, I never even saw the bus coming. I mean, <laughs> I wasn't even involved in this conversation. All of a sudden, it's like, hey, let's throw Tony and Marty under the bus for low-quality conversations in a one-hour show. Uh, hey, <laughs> okay, <laughs> works for me. So anyway, so New Bedford is the game from uh, Dice Hamming Games, and it is a uh, – I'll call it a light worker placement game. Light meaning it only takes about an hour to play. And I'm really digging these Euro-style games that are short uh, because I always have this sense that when I think Euro, a lot of fiddly bits, a lot of time to set up, take down. And that's why I like games like uh, Vikings from Z-Man, which could be played in like an hour. So here's the concept. It's uh, New Bedford. It's during the time, uh, during the 1800s, where whaling uh, was a profession or a way of life uh, up in that area. And uh, which a lot of people have issues with, and we're just going to skip over that because it has it's just history of people. Things happen in history, and this is a historical <laughs> thing. So here's the deal. So you got a town area, and you've got your workers, and you could put your workers into certain spaces on town for collecting wood, for collecting food, 
for collecting, uh, there was something else, I can't remember, some money. And what you had to do is you had to get up enough food and wood to be able to put your boat. You had two ships that you would put out to sea. And it took so many wood, so many, uh, so much food to put your ship out to sea. And there was a certain distance you went from the shore. The further the distance, the longer you stayed out at sea, but the more whales that you could catch over time. Meanwhile, back in the city, you could, uh, like, like uh, Lords of Waterdeep, you could buy your uh, buildings for people to use where if they use that building, you get a benefit. So there's a concept of uh, during your turn, you could place a worker on a certain spot in the city to buy a building. And then that building's out there for others to use. And obviously the bought buildings are a little bit better than the, the basic buildings that the game start out with. So over the course of, of one hour, you are collecting goods, sending your ships out to sea, uh, trying to uh, capture whales and what it is the the furthest out you you are you pull these whale tokens from a bag and the person who's furthest out gets first choice at the whales and each whale has a cost and a victory point value when the boat gets back into the shore you have to pay that amount of money for every well that you got and if you can pay it it goes to your victory point uh, collection on on your card so as the boats are out there you need to be back in the city making money somehow um, by selling things, you know, buying goods, selling goods, whatever. And then at the end of the game, the person with the most victory points based on those uh, wells that you caught win the game. That's pretty much it. But it's, so it's very easy to learn. Uh, it's, I think it, it moved really fast, really easy to pick up. And so if you're looking for a light, fun uh, worker placement game, I would definitely go look at this on Kickstarter before it ends. New Bedford. Now that's gotten funded, right? No, it has. It is not. As of right now, as I'm speaking, it is at twenty one thousand dollars, and it needs thirty. Okay. So they they still got a ways to go. Yeah, that you know that's one of the things we kept hearing was the theme. So wish them luck on that. I mean, uh, uh, sounds like a good worker type placement if they retheme it or something like that. But then here's the thing: they don't need to retheme it. I, I don't know why everybody. It's not like they're condoning whaling. It's just a piece of history that happened in that town and, no, and how, and how that town made a living. I mean, before we had fossil fuels, we used well blubber and oil for, for lighting our lamps. And then we found fossil fuels and didn't need to hunt wells anymore. Completely agree with you, dude. Easy there. I'm with you now. No, no, it's I'm just saying, I'm just saying it's just part of history. That's how it used to work. So anyway, if, if the theme really bothers you that much, obviously then, then avoid it. But it's it's a it's a fun game and I, I hope it um, I hope it uh, makes so that the other game that I got to play while you were playing Bottom of the Ninth and you got to watch a little bit is that Specter Ops which is from Plaid Hat Games uh, which is a I guess it's a nun on the runnish type game where there is a person who's moving around on the board secretly and you're not don't know where they are uh, or uh, letters from uh, Whitechapel uh, the FFG game which is based on the murderer from England. I'm just uh, Jack the Ripper would be his name. Thank you. That's why I have you here. Um, so anyway, this is by designer Emerson, and I apologize, Emerson, if I say this wrong. Matsuchi, uh, he, who's working with uh, Plat Hat to get this game published. It will be sometime next year. And the whole concept is 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 you're in this building. The the specter is going around trying to collect objectives and get out before he's caught. What's unique about this game is, is that as you're the person going around trying to find this person, everybody has a unique role. One person is good at, uh, at moving quickly along on the board. Somebody has a good long-range shot at being able to take uh, like a sniper-type person. So the unique roles make it feel different. 
I like the game. We just saw a very rudimentary prototype uh, where we play with little stand-ups and a laminated board. But the board's going to be really nice. We saw what the figures are going to look like. It's going to be actual resin-type figures that look really good. So keep an eye on that. That was another hot game at uh, BGGCon uh, Spectre Ops. Question. Hands up. Question. Yes. So in Nuns on the Run, the biggest downfall of Nuns on the Run was when you when the nun would walk around looking for the little whatever i can't remember their names now but you would walk, look for the girls that were hidden it, it drug because it was can you see me can you see me and that was the worst part because of how the board was laid out you had to figure out are you six spaces away from the nun that was a drag on that board game how about for how how, how did he solve that Okay, what it is is as long as if so, it's in rows and columns. As long as you have line of sight down a row or a column, and you're in that spot, you can be seen. No counting. No counting. So if if you know if there's a row that runs halfway across the board, and the hidden person's halfway in the middle of the board, and the other person's on the other end, they can be seen. If there's a column in between the two, they can't be seen. So there's no counting like that. Or can you see me? I mean, literally, that question was never even asked. If he could be seen, he would just quietly put down a marker saying, "I was, I was right here." All right, that's that's important because that that killed what I thought would be a fun little hide and seek game. Nuns on the run. That just, I, I mean, I enjoyed playing the game, but it, it did it drug on. Can you see you? Can you hear me? You know, the can you hear me? Can you see me? Whole thing just. Uh, yeah, that's what killed that for that game. And I, I wanted to really like that game. So I think that's that's one definitely want to keep an eye on. Uh, the other game that I got to play that's still in prototype is big Shadowrun fan, love the universe. Uh, Catalyst Game Labs were there, and they were showing off their new um, board game based in the Shadowrun universe, Hostile Takeover. They asked if I wanted to sit in and play to see what it was like. I did. They said this game's 95% done. But after the game, the gentleman and I that played probably had about 10 to 15 comments on maybe ways to make it a little bit slicker. The game right now to me seems to be trying to be too many things. I thought it was going to be a Euro game, but it felt like way more of an Ameritrash game. A lot of dice rolling, a lot of card draws. And it's like they're trying to stuff in the Euro format to it. The whole idea is your corporations going around trying to influence areas of the city, but at the same time, you can hire shadow runners to go out and do jobs for you. It just seemed to be there was a lot going on. So I, I want to see where it goes. Uh, they said they're 95% done, but I think maybe they're 95% done with some of the basics, but they got a lot of little tweaking that they want to do. Don't know when that's going to be. Hopefully sometime in 2015, but that's Hostile Takeover uh, from Catalyst Game Labs. For me, I got to just try out a, uh, another game that we'll be getting a demo for, uh, Castle Assault, that's coming out in next year. I don't want to give the date yet because I, I know TJ is pretty sure on his date, but I don't want to mess it up for him. So Castle Assault, think of it like a a Mage Wars, Summoner Wars type game. But one of the neat concepts I liked about Castle Assault Marty that I got to demo was you are forced to move your guys on the on the field. You're, you're, they have to move. So you can't mm-hmm. sit there and turtle. So we know a friend of ours who cannot play this game. It will kill him, absolutely kill him. And you're basically trying to tear down the other person's uh, castle. Really neat concept. Can't wait for you to me to teach you the demo on that. Oh, that was kind of neat to be able to do. Uh, over there in the vendor alley and just just a lot of stuff to see. 
this, so yeah, there is a lot of stuff coming out. We got to see. You know, we talked about on, on the uh, the chit chat segment some of the big games that we saw that you can't even buy yet, like Mysterium and whatnot. Everybody's ramping up, getting ready for new games coming out in 2015. So we're kind of in that wave of here's the stuff that just came out. Enjoy it, but you know everybody's getting ready for the whole new set of games to start coming out in the spring and Origins and Gen Con time. So it's it's coming. A lot of good stuff to to keep an eye on. So, what was your favorite thing about BGG Con? Uh, like I said in the chit chat segment, was the people. I just really enjoyed uh, hanging out with the people and seeing everybody. Um, I talked to a lot of people online, but to to make that face to face interaction, and now I feel like you know. We're all good buddies and good friends and stuff. So everybody was warm and friendly. I didn't see any issues among gamers or anything. Everybody was always helpful. And you can go and watch a game and somebody say, would you like to play? I mean, that and the organization. I thought BGG Con was organized very well with their board library, how easy it was to check out games. <laughs> Finding a table was sometimes tough, you know, at 9, 10 o'clock at night, but um, other than that, it was it was just really well run. What about you? Yeah, and I mean, I didn't know after some time if something else popped in your mind as to why what you enjoyed, and it was just you know, you're like you said, seeing people being able to play the games, play games that you would not normally get to play because you don't have them in your um, game group. It was I like the fact that wherever you went, people were demo, learn, teach whatever you wanted to do. But my favorite event and you got it on tape, was when I was trying to teach Eminent Domain and Seth Jaffe woke up, walked up. That was probably the <laughs> highlight for me. Uh, yeah, so that was on our um, one of our vlogs. Um, somebody was sitting at a table uh, playing Eminent Dem- Domain, had no idea how to play. <laughs> and I can't remember if they had a t- teacher needed They sign. did. The teacher yeah. learned player needed, yes. So uh, Tony was going to go over there and because – Tony knows how to play this game really well. And then up up walks designer of the game, Seth Jaffe. And Tony's like, okay, I guess my job here is done. Stepping away from the table. I'm, I'm like, oh, boys, just forget everything I just said because it was wrong, beyond wrong. I mean, that, but that's that's something to point. If if you have that opportunity, you live near Dallas and you've never done this or or you can just say, oh, I want to go to a con. Um, highly recommend this because how often do you have the opportunity to be sitting there with a player, teacher needed sign up and the designer walks up? Mm-hmm. Bam. Or we're getting ready to set up and run our diamonds tournament with Suze and Ree. And look who walks up. Mike Fitzgerald, designer of diamonds. Oh, the box. I still I got it signed. <laughs> I mean, that, I mean that was just really cool. I mean, that's what I was talking about. Uh, I think we mentioned on Chit Chat. People are so accessible, and you don't really get that at the, like Gen Con. Just too many people. But that that's really neat to see the designers of the games. Who are the superstars of our industry? You know, I know every. I know like Rodney has his entourage of people that walk. I'm kidding, Rodney. You didn't have an entourage, but you know, there are recognizable people that do reviews and stuff that get a lot of haze and highs. But you know, the superstars are really the designers that that bring us this stuff and being able to meet them face to face and. See, the cool things they're working on was a lot of fun. And uh, Trump, someone who comments on our um, BGG Guild, uh, often he came up to me, said hello. I did not have a moon pie to give him. I looked for him the next few days trying to find him again, trying to get him a moon pie. So, you know, I'm already in negotiations for attending next year. Um, so hopefully (laughs) I dropped that to my wife, too. Yeah, (laughs) Vanessa, this went really well for us. I need to attend every year. She's like, what? 
It's like, well, yeah, you know, and so we'll, I just kind of dropped a little hint. We'll see how it goes. If you guys haven't checked it out or seen it yet, go, you can go see the uh, Dice Tower Live uh, show that was shot there. And Tony and I's two minutes of fame. One hour, 21 minutes. Yeah, we, we left a, uh, we left an impression. I don't know if it was a good impression, but we did leave an impression by coming up there and tossing out moon pies. And if we go next year, we'll have to somehow top that. I don't know how. We're going to rent a car, get to the local Sam's, because I'm not hauling another 48 moon pies in my luggage. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is not happening. Oh, I, and I still haven't gotten to play. I mean, I picked up. The, the other thing that was so cool, the virtual flea market. I mean, there's just so much we could talk about, and I know y'all are tired of hearing about it. Fine, get over it. You, you went. Great. Good good riddance. <laughs> um, so what did you pick up for um, Black Friday and Cyber Monday? Game-wise, uh, nothing. No. Oh, no. You said you had your cart full. Well, I bought stuff for – I'm looking around. I brought stuff for my son oh. uh, for, for Christmas, but see – I'm doing um, like a Secret Santa thing, so I don't know what that Secret Santa person might get me. So I would hate to have gotten something that I was going to get from Secret Santa. So that, that's fine. Uh, there wasn't anything really there pressing that I said, I've got to have this. So I knew when I was going to get a few things from Secret Santa, I was, I was okay. Did you pick up something? Um, probably after we, we get off the show, I may go out and finalize an order at Cool Stuff if they're still available. The um, Among the Stars, the Ambassador is on sale for Nineteen dollars today. Oh wow, that's a good deal. I know and that's I a saying, really good deal. <clears throat> and Rebecca asked me, "What do you want for Christmas Day?" I got to buy you something. I said, "Well, here's a game that's not highly ranked, but I think I'd enjoy it." And it was eighteen dollars on the MM Black Friday, and nobody was buying it, which tells me it stinks. But I'll probably enjoy it. Prosperity. Hmm, I don't know that one. Yeah. Anyway, which takes me back to New Bedford. You know, talk about whaling. If we're gonna, hey, here's history. You want to downplay it, you should strike on power grid because, you know, I work in that industry and it, all the pollution and the ozone, whatever, and coal ash and all that other crap, fine, there. That's history, too. That's how we made power. So you won't make a big stink about it there. You shouldn't play power grid either. Wow, I didn't see that soapbox coming. Where'd you pull that one from? I had been thinking it since New Bedford and hadn't forgotten it. <laughs> it was really eating at you. <laughs> well, it's just so stupid. It's just, you know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, So there are uh, a couple other things we just want to say real quick. Okay. Yes. I don't know. I'm waiting here. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) one thing that was just announced today from uh, Stonemaier Games. Uh, They're coming out with a game uh, called, is it Scythe? S-C-Y-T-H-E. And uh, so a lot of people, there's been a lot of little buzz about this. It's going to be in Kickstarter sometime in 2015. It's like, what's this game about? And so just let me give you the synopsis as it is on their website. Again, this is from Stonemeyer Games, uh, who also did, who also did. Oh, you're waiting for me. What else did they do? Euphoria. No, Euphoria. Oh, we are so good. I, I tell you, I'm getting old, man. Dude, really? Euphoria, it is. Okay. They, well, they did Euphoria, Tuscany. They did the treasure chest, you know, uh, viticulture. All but anyway, it, it was Euphoria. I was trying to think of. Well, sometimes when I think of Euphoria, sometimes I think of suburban. I don't know why I think suburban when I think Euphoria. Anyway, Suburb or suburbia, suburbia, suburban. Wow. Hey, where's the snip, edit, cut tape side? We're we're still running on empty. Over here. I'm still running on yeah, empty over too, here. Dude. So. 
Anywho, so Jamie Stone, uh, Stone uh, Stegmeyer, who invented that, invented that, who helped design that, that game is also uh, doing this other game, and it is, once again, it's called Scythe. So here it is. So here's the synopsis of it. Two to five players, 60 to 90 minutes, a board game set in alternate history 1920s. I'm already interested. I like alternate history stuff. It is a time of farming and war, broken hearts, rusted gears, innovation, and valor. Think of it as Agricola meets Kemet, with asymmetric factions. Okay, so Rodney's Rodney's already there. Kemet, I'm I'm in. Exactly. So I guess there's some sort of area control with Agricola meaning some sort of uh, the farming, the collection, the resource management, and asymmetric factions where I guess everybody can do their own thing. Uh, very intrigued by that. So anyway, that was just announced today, and there's a, l- a lot of buzz around that. Now you liked Kemet, didn't you? I thought it was pretty good. I mean, Rodney's like it's my best game Rodney ever. Smith, I think it's yeah. a good. Yeah, I think it's a good game, but again. It's got to be. I got got to be in the mood for area control. Over this past weekend, I played Dominare from AEG, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's one of the and it's one of the area control games I can I can take. But it still runs into the same thing. If somebody takes something from you or you take something from them, there's always this feeling of like I must have my revenge and take something back, even though it may be to the detriment of both of you. Okay, I'm good with that. I understand what you're saying, but I'm okay. I'm fine. Well, that's what I always ran into Small World, which is why I never cared about it. It always ended up, I took something from somebody, and they take something from me, and then you're just in your own little battle with neither of you have a chance to win where everybody else plays the rest of the game. And I know it's childish, it's silly, it's like, well, Marty, that's your fault for playing like that. You're right. I get defensive because it was mine, and they took it from me. Okay. All right. What else we got? Run, running these people in an hour and 15 minutes, and we don't want to disappoint um, people. <laughs> Now you threw me for a loop. Barry. Oh, we Barry. Did, we did want to mention that a few weeks ago, uh, Barry Reynolds, with his YouTube channel, A Gateway Gamer, he had us, he, he interviewed us. He he had us on and uh, just talked to us for about an hour, just kind of wanting to know a history of the show and kind of get to know us better. And so we appreciate uh, him having us on. We really enjoyed it. And if you want to go see the interview, again, the uh, YouTube channel is A Gateway Gamer. And just go and look through his um, videos over the. Hey, how about this? We'll just have Tony put it in the show notes for us. Okay, I can do that. I got that covered. What else we got? Anything? I'm just going to keep coming to you with this. What else? Anything else? Because I am. I'm like you. I'm spent, dude. So, our next episode is going to be our two year anniversary. Woo! Yeah! <laughs> so. <laughs> So we uh, got kind of side. We got some uh, special guests that we want to have on uh, for it and talk about some things we're looking at in the future. Uh, there is still we want to put out a survey like we did last year, just to kind of get a gauge on things, what people like, what people dislike, and we know we have to have incentive. And we'll for have people it. to take the uh, survey, and I can just we'll go out and throw a couple teasers of the incentive. Uh, how about? A Lords of Waterdeep uh, box insert from Broken Token. How about a copy of Sheriff of Nottingham, which we mentioned earlier from Arcane Wonders? And how about a copy of Tiny Epic? Which one is it? Kingdom. Isn't it Kingdom? It's Kingdoms. Tiny Epic Kingdoms. I couldn't see what it was over there. So we got some prizes we're going to give away uh, when doing this survey. Oh, and one last thing. I did tweet out something today. I don't know if you saw a picture of this. Did you see the uh, picture I tweeted out earlier? Yes, I expect to see it at lunch this week. Here's the deal. Uh, We got early 
copies of some of the expansion cards for Star Realms. Woo-hoo. And there there are four packs. They look like uh, booster packs, and there's 12 cards in each pack. There's one called Crisis, uh, which has bases and battleships. There's one called Crisis Events, uh, Crisis Fleets and Fortresses, and Crisis Heroes. And what I want to do is I'm going to do, Tony's been doing all these uh, box opening videos. I'm going to do a pack opening video for each one of these. And we'll look at each of the cards that are in there and uh, see uh, how we think it will impact the game. Then Tony and I will get together and try it out and see how much it changes the game of Star Realms, which we still really like. Yeah. Uh, Did you know when you make it to level five on the online thing that you are no longer uh, considered a noob and they'll, they'll take your levels away from you? Yes. Yeah, I discovered that today. That sucks. You remember when I said I can't get to level six? That's yeah. why. Because, I mean, you decimated me today. I had to concede. Yeah. Every, that was ugly. All the bases fell into my hand, and I just got nothing but green cards. And it was just, yeah, was it, it was just well, it was luck. It was really luck. I mean, it was just one of those yeah, that's things. What they gave me. Yeah, but I know it's one of the, one of these hands I drew. It's like draw a card, draw a card, draw a card, draw a card. You know, it's all these things like, geez. So I had like seven or eight cards, and they were mostly green and I did like, jeez, uh, I mean, it was 30-something damage, and you had to a base or two sitting out there. Yeah, I'm going to let that dead air set for a while. Uh, just Yeah, fine, you kicked my butt. That's fine. So anyway, um, other than that, I mean, we're, tr- we're trying to learn Doomtown, trying to understand that game a little bit. We've got to get back and play some Netrunner before all those skills go to rust. And, man, just a lot of stuff going on here. Oh, today. yeah, there's a Netrunner oh, tournament man. this Friday. Doomtown. Uh, there's a Doomtown tournament this Friday. Oh, and I got the latest expansion for uh, Conquest, and they uh, Fantasy Flight is now changing their packaging on all, all the LCG decks. Now they're in blister packs. Well, that's kind of nice. Save the environment. Well, I was kind of ticked because I thought, great, because you know you need a blowtorch to get into one of these things, but they aren't sealed like that. It's one of those where they have the little uh, buttons in, uh, mm-hmm. in in the plastic where they snap together. And so it's very easy to pull apart, and then the pack of cards is sealed in plastic inside of it. So, yeah, I, I was really down on it when I first saw it. Then I thought, okay, it's it's not that hard to open at all. So you're going to start seeing all the uh, things from FFG coming out that way, and Conquest was the uh, the first one. So which do you like better, Doomtown or Conquest? I'm going to say Conquest now because I understand it better. And after finishing fifth out of six people at BGG Con, I think I can safely say that and uh, not feel bad about it. <laughs> And if I finish in like next to last or last this coming Friday, oh, I, I will definitely like Conquest a lot better than Dude. I will have wasted money. Oh, I no, can no, no. see it now. Oh. No, 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 no. It's it's just I, and big thanks to um, Couple versus Cardboard, uh, oh, Glenn yeah, and, and, and Cheryl and and Hunter for. Weapons I mean, security. oh my gosh, they, they played Doomtown all week long at BGG Con. And so it was really good to hear people really understand the game. And I was just looking at it wrong. It's really more of an area control game, more of a chess type thing. And I was just going out there and shooting people. And that's not really necessarily the way to do it. So Yeah, Cheryl did not hold back. That was I was over in five minutes. That was like, bam. She knew exact she I guess having played her husband Glenn enough using the Sloan gang and she was playing, I think, Law Dogs. I can't remember if that's right. She knew exactly that she wasn't gonna let me control the town square. She came out, boom, just destroyed my whole group. My uh, it was over. I was like, Okay, that was fun. I can go get something to eat. <laughs> I mean, that was unreal. 
Anyway, so yeah, that's that that's where we stand. So again, it could totally change. Nobody around here is playing Conquest, so it doesn't matter. Anyway, I'm playing it with my son. He and I play the game a lot. And I taught my older son and he liked it. And it's one of those that's a lot easier to teach and a lot easier to pick up. There's a lot more depth probably for Doomtown than than there is for Conquest. So and I'm a simple minded person, so you know, depth scares me. Yeah, me too. But I'm going to try to figure this thing out. So, like I said before we came on the air, did you know each suit represents a certain thing? God. Oh, man. Oh, that's so sad. So, anyway. Well, guys, we appreciate you listening. Hope you enjoyed Chit Chat. By all means, um, please leave us any comments or any suggestions you have. Be Keep an eye out. Show notes. We'll definitely have the survey link. Um, Marty and I, it'll be a very quick survey. We will need your... Um, email address and as always for to be eligible for this contest you must be in the continental united states so that we can not um, sell our children to pay for shipping and other than that that's pretty much all i'm going to say from the legalese side of the house i hope you all have a wonderful holiday that's coming up if you would keep rolling dice and taking names can follow us on Twitter at Dice and Names, or why don't you visit our website, RollDiceTakeNames.com, or if you prefer, subscribe on iTunes, or how about visiting our guild page on BoardGameGeek. Oh, did you know in Doomtown that the various suit factions are the various types of things like hearts or your equipment and people that are in the, and then, did you know that? Yes. You'd think I know that after I handily beat you at BGGCon. <laughs>